While Beauty Lab and Laser is a professionally licensed medical facility, the hosts of this podcast are not medical professionals, nor do they claim to be. The opinions on this podcast are for entertainment only. Please seek a licensed medical professional for all medical questions. Hi, and welcome to Live Love Lab, the behind-the-scenes podcast from Beauty Lab and Laser. I'm one of your hosts, Heather Gay, and I'm joined by the beautiful and esteemed Dre, I'm the other co-host, and together we are Drether. Wait, so do I say together we are? See, I mean, it's just I, been too I don't long. Even, I don't even know who you are. I barely recognize I you. I know. It's just been too long. It's well, been too long. It's welcome been back. too long. Welcome, welcome back. back. <laughs> it's been a few months. But you know what? Why? Well, I know why. You've been a little busy. But I don't want it to be all on me. We've been a little busy. <laughs> We've been a little busy. We've been a little busy. Well, this is an exciting um, time because this is... Uh, episode one of our brand new season of live love lab brand new season we had a season hiatus which was uh i think we needed it you know we did well you know what we did a lot we the podcast um, was just going too strong listen we went on book tour (laughs) we did we went on book tour for what what an experience that was um we opened our second location we are actually podcasting live from the riverton studios can you hear how the acoustics are, are the same but different? That's how we like to describe Riverton. It's, it's just like our flagship location, but different. Yeah, you know? just a little different. It's like, do you remember the ads for Nuprin, the pain reliever? Yes. Small, little, yellow, different, better. <laughs> <laughs> we say Beauty Lab, Laser, Beauty Lab and Laser Riverton. Little, black, white, and pink. <laughs> different, better. No, we podcast from here now because the we have a little bit of a larger office. Mm-hmm. We have an office in both locations. Yes, we're the captains now. But the truth is, is I wanted the podcast studio to be down here because I was worried that I was never going to want to make the drive down here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because a valid, a valid Marie, concern. Marie is like so close to both of our houses; it takes like five minutes. You know what I mean? But it like, literally takes. If I speed, it I can get there in four. Are you kidding me? But if I if I just am driving normal, six to seven minutes. Yeah. So it's just amazing. And like it is, it's like a, you know, bit of a longer drive to come out here. So I was thinking that I would never want to come here. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, let's put the podcast stuff there because then that's like a for sure. Oh, dude, I'm here every other day. Like I love, I'm like, Same. I look forward to <laughs> the restaurants yeah, it is I very cool out here. Look forward to like doing a little shopping after work. Like you know, we've got a free people right there. We've got a cotton on. We've got a lot of anthropology. Yeah, like awesome Buckle. stores. Yeah, <laughs> Buckle shout no, out. No, but Buckle. everything we've got TJ Maxx, Ross, uh-huh. and it's Home a good TJ Maxx. Good I've got it. I've got to hit it. Do you really have to leave at three? Yes. Because I have a confessional tomorrow and I, I might shop for some accessories. At, you should. <laughs> there are goods. really good stores out here. And like, I do find myself being totally excited to come down to the Riverton location. I, I like being in Riverton. I like, uh, is that what we're calling it? Beauty Lab and Laser Riverton? Yeah. Beauty That's Lab cool. Riverton. That's cool. I mean, it's. It's where we are. We're in Mountain View Village. It's just like Murray's a name, you know, like like F. Murray Abraham, you know, like. Right. I know. Yes. Murray. Yeah. Povich. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> Murray's a name, but like Riverton, River, that doesn't work either. No. Mm-mm. Oh, well. But it has been great being out here and we've been open for a couple months now and we're excited for summer. Should we talk about that little amazing thing that happened when we went over to Home Goods? Just we don't oh, ha- yeah. we don't have any dic- we don't we're not allowed to dictate where our in-house marketing 
mm-hmm. shows up, like where yeah. our like our posters or our little, you know, sidewalk stands. Mm-hmm. They just kind of have a community vibe for the whole complex. Yeah. I guess you could say. Yeah. So, you know, we submitted our images not knowing where they might end up. They could have ended up in front of Coconut. They could have ended up in front of the Cinemark. They could have ended up in front of the Rumble Boxing. I mean, we've got a lot of options out here. Totally. Just the way that, you know, the Lord looks down and winks at you, gives you a little, I'm still on your side. We walked over to Home Goods and lo and behold. Who greeted us? But the good time girl herself. I'm actually having full body chills remembering it. (laughs) I look in as I'm walking to the automatic doors that open every single time. Uh, Good time girl. Yeah. Good time girl facial right there. Double sided poster for all of my Home Goods peeps. And I'm just like, whoever's coming to Home Goods, those are my people. Absolutely. And they're going to see my face picture, and Heather. be like, I want that facial. We should post that picture. Oh, yeah, of me standing outside yeah. myself. Yeah. It's a little meta, meta moment. I know. As I, I go into Home Goods. That's yeah. how we knew we were truly home. Yeah. We were like, we made the right choice being here at Mountain View Village. We did. And Mountain View Village made the right choice in putting our poster in front of Home Goods. <laughs> and that's just how we know. Had we seen it in front of Rumble Boxing, it would have been a harder song. Yeah. You know? well, we guess what? We would not have seen it. We wouldn't have that's seen it because we wouldn't have been over there. <laughs> Maybe they knew us too all too well. Taylor Swift nod. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. P.S. Did you hear this about Chad and the Beauty Labbers? I didn't. I, I didn't. Okay. Is this a Elsha band? just told me about it because I am, clearly live under a rock and... Uh, but you know, Chad had gone to uh, the era's tour and he was not able to get the merch that he wanted. There was a crew neck that he really, really, really wanted. And I did hear about that. Like it was devastating to him. I don't, I don't know which one it was, but he, he really, they're all, I mean, they're all devastating if you missed out on I'm sure. But he was never able to get it. And so he, we posted on our Instagram that like Chad really wanted (laughs) this crew neck. He wasn't able to get it. So sad. Freaking two different beauty labbers went to the Eras concerts and brought him back the crew neck. Shut the door. That I is have, the that like, is my heart is in my stomach right now. Yeah, that is the power of beauty lab. And, oh my and gosh! Like slow, full body clap for beauty labbers. Isn't that amazing? Did we give him like anything they wanted? <laughs> I don't know. For their loyalty and love. Out. I will find out. Dre, we'll no. Out. No, we did not. We charge for our services here, Heather. I'm like, we gave him free Botox for life, right? Because they got Chad the crew neck he wanted. That's like, how I'm, I feel. That I'm means, happy to Venmo them for the purchase. But. That means so much. I know. It's just like so cool? We're all in this together, you I know. know? Looking like, out for each other. What a good, sweet, like, person to do Human that. Human being. And, like, makes me want to go back on social media for real. I know. There's I good know. people out there. There are good people out there. I know. It's so sweet. They're not in my DMs. Just a lot of dick pics and bitch fests. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I get a lot of love in my DMs, and I, I'm sure I do. Yes. I <laughs> hey, it's good to take a little social media break yeah, every once it's in a while. A, I'm on an intermittent fasting. That's great. It works for me. That is great. Well, I mean, we've, so it's just, there's, it's been a lot going on. Yeah. Right? The last few months. But it does feel good to be back. Summer is officially kicking off. Yeah. Well, we it's, know it doesn't kick off till the Pride Parade. Yes. And by the time this uh, is published, it will be... Officially... Happy Pride. Happy everybody. Pride. Like, yes. think how great it is that you can get Pride attire anywhere. I know. Whereas before, you probably had to, like, seek it out or appropriate the rainbow. Totally. I know. No, my kids had... I've been getting their Pride stuff from Vans. Oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, because they always make like a pride shirt. 
And we're all about pride at my house. I did order a new pride flag that ha- includes the trans and then also the lesbian. It, what, know? the lesbian has a separate? Yeah, it's like a purple and pink. It's actually super cute. Well, of course. It's a lesbian <laughs> one. <laughs> and Elsha found me a shirt that said, I just really love lesbians. And <laughs> I was like, please buy that for me. Yes. it's true. Same. <laughs> Is it purple and pink? Did, when, yes. did they, when did they emblazon those two colors? Or, or, or like purple and orange. I can't remember. Maybe it's purple, purple pink, and orange. Purple and orange rings a little bit truer. Yeah. I think it's purple and orange. Oof. Oh my I, gosh. The lesbians are going to be so mad at you. Your daughter's going to come out for you. And it's, yeah. So I'm excited for my new flag. Um, that's great. My old one freaking got taken down. It got stolen from my neighborhood. Did, Did I you not get tell it on you the this? Camera? I believe it. I mean, they get no. destroyed and they left every the flagpole, but took the flag. I'm like, oh, thanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm going to hang up my don't tread on me flag now. <laughs> but I'm like, come on. It's true. Like, there is a lot of negative energy toward pride this year mm-hmm. especially in our community and, and, and people feel stomach. people feel justified in it though that's the thing Ugh, that moral relativity that righteous indignation like mm-hmm. how dare you dictate to me what people should be prideful about how about good grades hard work and straight teeth <laughs> well it's so funny because it's like if you look at a conflict and it seems so clear based on what side you fall on that like i am in the right I am justified in this and kind of like a, you know, the means justify the ends mm-hmm. kind of, or the ends justify the means. Um, and we see that a lot, I think in Utah oh, totally. because we have, you know, a highly religious culture and there's a lot of conflict there. Um, because then at we're the same red time, state. yeah, but at the same time, like we have a lot, like we're a very outdoorsy state. There are a lot of people that are drawn here Our that Salt Lake city mayor. Yeah. That, and you know, people represents. that are like a little bit more on that like progressive side. And so there is just intrinsically a lot of conflict, I think. Yeah. Um, and a lot of, uh, moral relativity and like really paradoxes that cannot be, uh, what's it called? Like, solved uh-huh or resolved mm-hmm. where both parties feel equal yeah you know it feels like it's all or nothing like either you uh hang a pride flag and uh want to invalidate the white male from society or you rip right. the flag down right you know there should be a little bit more of a happy medium in there well it's funny because i think um one thing that I've worked on a lot after like a, you know, my personal faith transition out of uh, Mormonism is learning that there is such thing as a gray area and that it's okay to be in the gray area. But at the same time, I think that there are a few things that for me, there, there's just no gray area. Yeah, There's no gray there's area. No gray on area. This one. Like, I'm sorry if it comes to my kids, no gray area, no gray area. Like either you when it comes are to basic with me human or you're values, me. No gray yeah, area. But like, yeah, with the Pride stuff, it's like... Um, well, let's talk about the Pride stuff. Yeah, the, the Utah Pride Center um, recommends us as their... Um, preferred provider. I never know what that provider. term is because it's such an industry yeah. term. But what do they say? We're the preferred Pro- provider. Yeah. Like, no, they recommend... They that, recommend us as... Um, a, for A safe space to yes. go for gender-affirming injections. Uh-huh. And Laser hair removal before transition. We have completely um, tried to degender all of our services so that uh, it's an environment that is trans friendly yeah and just like human let, friendly let's just like get rid of the binary man like yeah 
just why does you just it called me be? man get rid of the oh, binary man <laughs> but see i use man as a non-binary name same i use dude as same, non-binary same but yeah like i think we have really worked on degendering as many things as we possibly can which is tough in an industry that really is dominated by like marketing towards women yeah marketing towards women and kind of hanging their hat on this what people have said for decades you know this idealized male gaze version of beauty Mm -hmm. and women are doing all these things to be attractive to men like it was literally a marketing uh conversation that we had four years ago about how can we overcome men's objections to their wives and girlfriends getting Botox. Like I was looking back at some of our podcasts and notes and like, that was something that we really felt was impeding our market share, like our growth because Uh we had so many women that were like either doing it on the low Mm -hmm. And being like, I have to only do it when he goes out of town because if I possibly bruise or if, you know, and it was just like, you're going to bruise. Yeah. You're people. (laughs) Well, I never really bruise with Botox, but you're going to bruise with lips for sure. Oh, for sure. For sure. And you might bruise with Botox. It happens. It really does. So, um, but like it really impacted our business because of those reasons. Well, first of all, secrecy is never good. No. And we were, when we start about this beauty lab, we were really up against that wall of secrecy and like look natural don't tell oh don't you remember uh botox's tagline was everyone will notice no one will know that might still be their tagline that's ridiculous i don't think it is because i honestly i think because of beauty lab um, yeah, Beauty Lab disrupted that and yeah. said put and like I remember when I started doing um, Instagram, they're like no needles, no injections, don't hey, bring someone and have them spend an hour getting a consultation. We're like, the only way that people are going to do this is if they see it being done, and we demystify it, mm-hmm. and we show how painful it is, <laughs> and totally. also the results and what the process is, and that's why we have social media, right? To Wouldn't invite you the viewer know in. the truth of what what to expect. Yeah, and like, also have the option of doing it without it being this life-changing thing. Just try it. Yeah. Change your lips, change your life, go back if you hate it. Totally. But like, I feel like it was marketed strategically to women. Our, when we looked at the growth, it was like people weren't even uh, really marketing to men at all. Mm-hmm. We immediately debunked that and launched Brotox, mm-hmm. but we were still very binary, very gendered. Of course, yeah. You know, this was 2017, mm-hmm. and we launched Brotox, uh, Get Bear for the Brazilian, mm-hmm. the Manzillion. Yep. Um, what was No More Crying Into Club? That was No Sweat. No Sweat. That was, but we had a man modeling uh-huh. that. But then we had our tagline, Bring Us All the Men. And we really opened it up to uh, making this a safe space for men to feel comfortable, like just getting all the things lips, cheeks, butts, yep. <laughs> Botox, laser, whatever. And that was a little bit of a, disruption I think too absolutely but I feel like our biggest impact and I can't wait to see it take over in the industry but we have not seen a lot of trailings of it yet but we started it Mm -hmm. three months ago basically Mm -hmm. is degendering our services like the Brazilian and Manzillion because one laser hair removal you know below the Mason Dixon (laughs) line is very sensitive to our trans customers yes but it's also very important. Absolutely. And it's an essential part of transitioning, I would say, for some, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of the things that we do, regardless of our, our gender affirming, like, 
you know, when I get my lips done, that to me is gender affirming of my gender, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or getting my chin hairs lasered. That is gender yeah. affirming for me. Yeah. Because if for I'm, your gender identity and yep. it, more importantly for your gender performance. Exactly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like you can't dictate how someone um, performs yeah. <laughs> their gender. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like that's how, that's how I feel too. Mm-hmm. Like, but I like the idea of um, elevating it beyond the binary sure, and saying, you know, like what we are really doing is not looking at your gender or your gender performance, but we're looking at a technical medical procedure, which removes hair from your body, yeah, from your belly button to your backside. And we don't really care what's going on down there. <laughs> we just are focused on the hair follicles and the right. skin. Right. That's it. Yep. And that's why we say smooth like a dolphin because... Do you know what's going on down there at the dolphin? No way. Do you care? Nope. Same. <laughs> Same. Nor do our estheticians. They just want you to be smooth like a dolphin. But the truth is, Heather, is I think that some um, people, and we've experienced this, would look at you know our allyship and our support of transgender um, people and gender-affirming services and think, I can't work for them. That is wrong. What they are doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. And which is heartbreaking to me that that's even still a thought. Like, come on, people. Yeah, that's archaic. But the truth is, is that, and again, we've experienced it, that 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 kind of thinking does exist. And those people do believe that they are right and that we are wrong. Mm -hmm. And that we have somehow been swept up in social propaganda in cultural relativism mm-hmm. in woke culture or whatever they want to do to disparage the fact that their role is diminishing in society in terms of who we have deemed most powerful and who we have deemed to dictate what is right and wrong. And mm-hmm. that's been, you know what I mean? That's slowly getting broken down and it's because there's more opportunity and more radical acceptance of people that, don't fit those binary roles. It's really, really threatening to a lot of people who have built their identity, their medical practice, and the way that they inject on those binary, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. principles. I'm going to make the men look more masculine and the women look more feminine, and I'm not comfortable putting lips on a man, you know, or right. whatever they, but they certainly would put lips on someone that had been burned or had a cleft palate or had some sort of you know, problem that they would dictate as a problem with their lips, they would find like that to be fine. But if they just wanted to have full voluptuous lips so that they could dress in drag, then that poses a moral dilemma. Yeah, um, they're in a moral conundrum. And when it's like... Not comfortable. Yeah. What they would, and especially if it's for anyone under 18. Yeah. Well, and the truth, like I've heard people, you know, say the argument of like, oh, I'm just looking out for kids or whatever. And, And certainly we have to protect kids. Um, however, I would say the same thing about like, like a, a woman's body, like I'm going to choose for me. So I'm going to choose for my kid. Like mm-hmm. you don't, I don't need you to tell me how to make choices for my children. And so that, that doesn't really hold up for me. Well, I think it's just, it's goes back to why we started Beauty Lab in the first place is that there is some sort of moral elitism around the medical industry. And then if you add politics to that, you're really playing with the hand of God. You're putting people in a position of power. You can't go to a street corner and get 
gender affirming injections that mm-hmm. from a trusted source at a price that is fair. Sure. You know, unless, but unless you go to a medical professional and if that medical professional is licensed and, um, authorized by the Hippocratic oath, they think that they are doing no harm by turning you away and they have the power to do that. So once again, it's people in power dictating what is morally correct or not correct. But guess who never gets to dictate, you know, what's right or wrong. Those that aren't in power. Right. (laughs) Me as the customer, I don't get to come into him and say, Oh, you know, you don't feel right about it, but I do. Yeah. Because he's the one with the medical license or she's the one with the medical license. Totally. And so that puts them in an even more position of power. And that's why as business owners, we have to go out of our way to educate, promote, and create safe spaces because we are already at a disadvantage. Our customers are already walking in at the mercy of licensed practitioners. Mm -hmm. And that alone is enough of a bump that like if they looked at someone and said, what you're doing is wrong, it is devastating. Yeah. It's a position of trust. It's a position of authority and it's a position of esteem. And so you better leave your politics out of it. And if you can't leave your politics out of it, then you can't work here. Yeah. Um, amen. Yeah. It's, it's, that's, it's hard because here I like, you know, I'm hearing you say this and I'm thinking, okay, like, is there a meat in the middle? Is there a gray area? No. And I'm sorry, there's just not. There's not for me. And I think that people who genuinely in their hearts feel like it's wrong to be, you know, part of the LGBTQIA plus community, that that is a moral failing. They feel justified in, in thinking, you know, that it's wrong and not supporting that. And it's like, there is no gray area for them. But and it is such... It's, it's tough. It just makes me realize how vulnerable we are because we're not licensed medical professionals, but also how vulnerable our customers are because we, there are people out there in this field that, that you, you wouldn't know you'd be unawares and you'd be at the mercy of. Mm -hmm. And that's terrifying to me that if, you know, my daughter wanted a certain procedure and she sat in that chair and he said, Nope, you don't need it. You look great. How you are. It doesn't matter what she wants. Yeah. She's a human being asking you to perform a service that she herself is not licensed to give herself. Yeah. As long as it's medically sound, like... Do what she wants. Yeah, do it. Let us be in charge. And it's just so funny because it's like you have so many defined principles about things that don't concern you, don't affect you, and you have no business having an opinion on. Mm-hmm. But where you can show integrity, you know, yeah. you're quick to jump ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fascinating. Yeah, like I have absolute moral integrity when it comes to gender-affirming injections, but I am quick to skip out on my non-compete, my non-disclosure, and or my, you know, Hippocratic oath. Yeah, yeah. It's like, well, sir, a lot in a lot of worlds, that would be considered a moral fucking failing. Uh-huh. A lot less than you preferring to find a safe place where you can spew your venom and hate for anyone that is transgender. Mm-hmm. No, it's really sad. It's disappointing. And, and it it's, I don't get sad. I get angry because I try to have acceptance of everyone's political views as long as they can find a safe, you know, space to progress and evolve. But when you find gray area for them, I find gray area and hope yeah. that they can leave it on, you know, leave it at the door. Yeah. But I think in our field and in this industry and with when you're dealing with people's identities, when you're dealing with not only their 
physical identity, their gender performance, their, you know, transitioning so many times, their self-harm. We're dealing with people at like the crux of identity crisis. And we have to have be beyond reproach, but kid gloves in the opposite of all directions. This of all places must be a safe space Mm -hmm. for those that don't feel comfortable in the skin they're in. That is the business we are in. That is how you are making your living. And for you to dictate what normal is or what skin they should prefer is wrong. And they should take the needle out of your hand. Yep. I agree. Happy pride. <laughs> Come to Beauty Lab and Laser. We... Come to Beauty Lab and Laser. We will take care of you in all of your ways. I love it when we go on these rants. I just get so upset because I we try, you try to come from a place of love, but then you realize that when, when we turn a blind eye or we just like say boys will be boys, that other people we love get hurt. Yeah. Maybe it true. doesn't affect us immediately, but people we love get hurt. And yep especially when it feels like personal, you know? Yeah. Well, and we have to like do everything we can't We're We are in a place of privilege and we have to do what we can to protect uh, marginalized communities. Absolutely. Like, and especially in this space. You yeah, know? absolutely. I agree. I agree. Well, it's just interesting because I was, I had a moment the other day I was in therapy and I, of course, because I'm a Mormon woman was processing guilt and shame. And, um, <laughs> My therapist was, you know, reiterating with me as he often does that, you know, guilt is I did something wrong. Shame is I did a bad, or I am a bad, I am a bad person. And, you know, the guilt. Mine just go hand in hand. I did, I do something wrong and then I'm like, I'm a bad person. Because Because I'm a bad bad person. person. And then I do something wrong again because I'm a bad person. No, totally. Well, that's why they do go together. But he's like, we need to separate the two because sometimes you can make a mistake. Sometimes the guilt is appropriate. You did something wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's a signal that, you know, you messed up, that you should make a different choice next time. But like, if you're going to couple that into shame, then it's pointless because then you're just a bad person. And we all know that that's not true. People aren't inherently bad, I don't think. Um, I mean, maybe. That, I guess that's debatable. But I don't think I'm inherently bad. But I make a lot of mistakes. I mess up a lot. And then I feel that guilt and shame. And he I, he was like, give me an example of a time that you felt guilt and shame recently. And I told him about just this totally weird, you know, benign thing that I have been obsessing over. It was that I didn't get back to a friend. And it wasn't on purpose. Honey, it wasn't because honey, that's just a Monday for me. <laughs> oh, I know. And it is for me too. I am notoriously very, very bad at responding to texts, calling people back. The truth is I'm overwhelmed and I live at like a level 10 all the time. And so like sometimes I just forget or I, I put it out of my mind because I can't deal with it right now. And that yeah, is if not I can't say, give it a hundred percent right yeah. then I tend to put it aside. And then of course you never get I back forget. to it. And then yeah. you feel that guilt and shame. And then it's, you can't get back on track because yes, it's been too long. Exactly. And then that person's mad at you. And like, then, you know, it's awkward and whatever. And it's, and, and, it feeds and then itself. you feel like I feel silly for, you know, sending a text apologizing for not replying to your text three weeks ago or whatever. It's just, <laughs> ugh, you know, it's kind of just a mess. And is, is this, is this return text still valid? <laughs> Look at the timestamp on my receipt. But he, uh, he, he said, okay, yeah. And I'm like, I, so I made a mistake. I'm feeling guilty. I'm not a bad person. I, of course I experienced guilt and shame, but I, I shouldn't feel shame. I should only feel guilt because it, I, it, I did make a mistake. It, that was potentially hurtful. Um, and I would never want to hurt this person because I care about them. Um, and the, I value the friendship. So how do I deal with that? And he was like, well, 
uh, maybe you were just actually, maybe you didn't make a mistake. Maybe you actually just practice self-care because you didn't have the time or the energy to, like you said, give it a hundred percent. And maybe not answering texts is how you take care of yourself and how you protect your energy and put your mental health first. So that's I amazing, want you. Cause that's right? absolutely true. Right. Yeah. And so I was like, holy shit, like this is going to change my life. I'm going to stop feeling guilt and shame, which it's bred in us, Heather. Yeah, I know. It is bred in us. I know. I was just looking at my last seven texts to you. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, it's like, yeah, it's very, very hard to let go of that. And if I can just start remembering, if I can even just let go of the shame, I'm not a bad person. Yeah, I made a mistake. Okay. Yeah, I didn't take on. care of her in that moment. I took care of me. Yeah. But like, yeah, that kind of flips it on its head. But then I started thinking, gosh, there are a lot of ways that you can like really, really reframe things to like never do anything bad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give me an example. Well, like if you screw someone over on like a business thing, say like you, you know, you've skipped out on um, a contract or a, a paying a bill, say that. Okay. Um, I think that people have a really remarkable way of rationalizing and justifying things in their brains. Mm -hmm. Well, they owed me because I've been such a hard worker. Mm. Um, Or, well, I should do this because they let me go. And it's like, how it's, so it's a little tricky. You know what I mean? My family comes before my con, my contracts or loyalties. I don't know. Yeah. Or my faith, my faith. Yeah. And, and I think of course, certainly families and faith should, you know, come first. And I get that. Um, but friendship is pretty high up there too. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, to do forgiveness th- and understanding and, and seeing somebody else's point of view, that should also be a priority. I don't know, but I think people have a, a pretty, I mean, we've experienced that we had someone steal, Thousands and thousands and thousands, thousands of dollars of product from us. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's me. public record, everyone. You can look it up. <laughs> Do you know what also, the justification is? not a is? safe space. <laughs> justification for stealing is just like they were too dumb. They were dumb enough to trust me with their account number. Yeah. That's what her, that's what she says. Yeah. Like, and it's like, screw you guys. And you I didn't catch it when you should have. Meh, meh, meh. I genuinely think that people are capable of justifying a lot of stuff and, and maintaining that moral superiority in their minds, even if to the rest of the world and every judge who's seen the, the, the case. The, the, look it up. Look um, it up. But the thing that I love so much is like, I just feel nothing. Like I don't feel any energy because it's like karma is a bitch. And like my worst nightmare would be to have to work in that type of environment with someone that steals and justifies it. It would be hard to, at least for me to sleep at night. It just would. Like if I was stealing from people. I think they replace the guilt with the the energy of like, I got him, you know, that vengeance is mine or like I'm sticking it to them. And yeah. that, what is that emotion? That emotion feels better to them than, you know, is, is more palatable than grief or shame. But like but what, Heather, I have to think that if you do something out of spite, cause that's what it is. It's spite. Yeah. It's like the spite store on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yeah, spite exactly. stores thrive. And, but like, if you literally are doing your business, making choices for your financial future, out of spite or to stick it to someone or to hurt someone. I have to think 
that that is not a very happy way to live. Even if there's no such thing as karma and they're never going to get any of it back, you know, as far as like, whatever, like I'd have to just think that living in that emotion at, at some point becomes punishment. exhausting. And I feel the same way about people who get passionate about like transgender stuff. <laughs> really? You're going to die on this hill? I know. Why do you, why is it so important to you to make sure that everyone knows that it's wrong and that it's bad when it literally you're unless are you experiencing gender dysphoria? Yeah. Like is that is that your Why is it such a hot topic? Why are people so threatened by it? Because it challenges the people in power. It would, it, it's it's so threatening. It's only threatening to those that are losing power, that feel like they're losing power because of it. And you know why? Because they are. Yeah. You feel like you're losing power because you are and you should. Yeah. Because it's the great reckoning. Yeah. You shouldn't be in power just because you're male and white. Yeah. Sorry. You shouldn't be. And maybe the tail should wag the dog and let's see where it gets us. Ooh. I love that. Thank Did you. you just make that up? Wag the Dog's one of my favorite movies. Well, I know that, but I mean like <laughs> in this... Uh, in that moment, yeah. Because I awesome. feel like the people that are getting the most worked up about it are, you know, obvious. The Ron DeSantis of the world. That's who this has all been about. <laughs> in case you're looking for the hidden message. Oh, guys, I'm scared. I'm scared about this next year, but uh, I don't know. I, I think... What, what can we do? What is our part? Our part is to, you know, we have these resources here. We have an incredible staff who is, I mean, they're experts. They are loving and accepting and kind and they. They're great listeners. They listen to what you want and then they execute it. And they have zero agenda. And that to me makes this the safest space, not only for me, but for Anyone who feels, you know, intimidated walking into a med spa. Mm -hmm. Totally. It's so true. Because most everyone does, honestly. It's very intimidating. Yeah. So I don't know. Not at the lab. I find myself feeling overwhelmed about like the state of things and like, ah, but it's true. Like, what can we do? What can we, how can we help? What do we have to work with? And what you and I have to work with is Beauty Lab. Mm -hmm. And I'm super proud of um, the whole staff and all of the talented people that we work with. And I just love all of our clients. I love the beauty labbers. I love that we crowdsource Taylor Swift merch and that we're also going to crowdsource pride. And we're going to celebrate all month long. You're going to see our social media full of a lot of, um, really, I think great groundbreaking things we're doing in terms of gender affirming injections, treatments. Mm -hmm. And, um, we have some incredible before and afters that, um, some of our trans clients have, uh, given us permission to post that I'm so excited yeah, for it's just, the world to it's see. Thrilling to know that we that you can really affect change on the level that is most personal to all of us, which is how we feel in our own skin and how we present to the world. If we could just help everyone feel just even one nidge better in that area, mm-hmm. the amount of creative and emotional energy it would release would, you know, change a generation. I know. I know, it really would. Whatever is holding you back from being who you were born to be, let us help you achieve it. Yeah. And honey, I'm due for lips, Botox, chin, cheeks. All of Get it. it all. Do it today. No, I can't. I have interviews tomorrow. Oh, yeah. 
You can't look like I got injected. What do people think I got injected? <laughs> no, I just bruise and I don't want to bruise. And like then, my bru- my mustache bruise? Yeah, when I thought that she had a ridge of like, I think they left the cannula in your lip. <laughs> no, it's literally just a bruise. It was bruise. just a bruise shaped just like a needle. And I thought, wow. You can see exactly where it went in. <laughs> well, are you sure it wasn't? And then she went, did you lay out in the sun? Yeah, I was out in the sun all weekend. So when, when the bruise created a ridge, you tanned unevenly. <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love oh. about you dre she'll always take a needle in the face she's I, a true baller i really hate every second of it but I, i'm an addict but you look great i mean every, <laughs> all eyes are on you today and i'm looking and i'm the one that has a mirror perched above her podcast station and i'm looking pretty good i think you look great pretty pretty good pretty good pretty pretty good well this feels like geez worth nothing like going in heavy with going in heavy with our some deep resentments that we've worked through but i've never been at more at peace with our staff and our business and the direction we're going i feel thrilled with the success of two locations i can't believe how our beauty lab family has grown it's just like it's more fun with friends and our friend group just got doubled yeah you know it's really really cool I love it out here I love the community of other stores and business owners and I love that um that beauty lab is expanding and I can't wait for store number three and I can't wait for the franchise beauty labs to be you know nation to nation so that we can de-gender laser hair removal belly button to backside (laughs) for anybody that wants to be smooth like a dolphin the lab loves you yes we are the place Absolutely. Well, um, not to be repetitive, but the lab. Well, does that was. Love I you. thought we were going to wrap it up <laughs> when I when I pull in a perfect slide into home base. Remember, the lab loves you. And um, do I say life is short? Oh my gosh, you guys! I don't know why. I need a new <laughs> podcast partner. She looked at me with genuine surprise. Now, do I say? Wait. So I say, remember, the lab loves you, and life is short. By the lips. Okay, that's disgusting. What? Is that intentional? (laughs) You guys, I just opened up a dum-dum sucker to eat while I podcasted as a little reward. And it's strangely and aptly named a mystery pop. It's the purple, you know, with the yellow question marks, like mystery flavor, which I was hoping would be cream soda or bubble gum. (laughs) But I pulled off the wrapper and it was lime green, but that's not the problem. It's also shaped like a small nub. Yeah. Like it's it could a have weird... either been sucked mm-hmm. on repeatedly in a round shape, or it could have just been like not the proper amount put into the lollipop machine. Whatever it is, it's quite disconcerting. It's like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It just feels like this you isn't right and it makes me it. uncomfortable. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. This is a dum-dum of that didn't quite make it. Well, okay. There you go. I'm not. I'm still gonna eat it, even though it's not cream soda or bubble gum. It's, Maybe it'll be even wait, better. Do you think it's apple or lime? Oh, apple. Yep, it's apple. <laughs> nothing. Nothing has hits like green apple. Huh? That's how she knew. I gave it away. I have zero poker face. <laughs>